In the early 1990s, I was eventually diagnosed and told there was no treatment or surgery that could help me. Because nothing is known about what I have, I must enjoy my life to the fullest. Medication has had no effect. I tell you this so that when I talk about being depressed, you'll understand how and why I got to the point of wanting to commit suicide. As a result of my condition, I suffered a great deal of embarrassment. Being so young and unable to live a regular life made me believe that I would never experience love. I would be alone after my daughter moved out on her own. Nobody is going to desire someone who has even one of my problems, let alone all of them. I was carried to the hospital in an ambulance in 1992. In the emergency room, I was told I was experiencing a heart attack. The doctor and nurses were taken aback because I was only 37 years old, Caucasian and female with no high blood pressure or cholesterol. I burst out crying because I didn't want to die. Death was starting to frighten me. Relatives came and departed in the intensive care unit. I had no idea I was in such horrible health. My ex-husband entered the room with my kid. He assured me that he and his wife would take excellent care of my kid because they adored her. That's all I recall about the visit. As my ex-husband was telling me that, I noticed what appeared to be a white coating beginning to cover the door I was facing. It was rising from the bottom. It gradually filled the entire landscape until everything I could see was the cleanest, purest white I'd ever seen in my life. My daughter informed me that she assumed I had gone asleep while she was there with her father, but then she heard the heart machine make a long sound and the line was flat across. They took a step back while a group of approximately five people formed around me, instructing each other on what to do and where to go. They closed the curtain and she saw someone come in and paddle my chest with the machine. They were instructed to wait in the waiting room. They were removed out of my room and told that someone will be out to the waiting area as soon as possible to inform them of what was going on. Meanwhile, I was immersed by the most wonderful sensation I had ever had. I was sinking more and deeper into that sensation of being where I was. I'd never seen or imagined a place so pure and peaceful. There was serenity, tranquility, and a quiet I had never known before. There was no illness, agony, or suffering of any kind there, as far as I could tell. There was nothing negative in the vicinity. There is nothing nasty or evil. The more I glanced about, the better things appeared to get. I do recall feeling awestruck and exclaiming loudly, Ah! Looking forward, I noticed the softest whiteness I'd ever seen. It stretched as far as my eyes could see. It seemed to stretch for miles in both length and width. I was astounded and continued to look forward when I noticed a light bluish-gray tint at the bottom of the smooth whiteness. As I continued to drift, I realized that the color I was seeing was actually the shadows of a large group of individuals. No one was of any color, big or small, young or elderly, for they were all silhouettes. There were a lot of them. There were so many that I couldn't count them. There was an overwhelming sense of unconditional love all around us. I wanted to keep going. I was curious about this location. I wanted to be a part of it. As I came closer to them, it appeared as though a white fog was lifting, allowing me to see more and more clearly. At that point, I was approached by what appeared to be a lady. She got close enough to me to grab my hand in hers. I know I fell in love with her the moment I laid eyes on her. I had the impression that she, too, loved and accepted me. 
Everyone else remained where they were. They appeared to be conversing with one another. I know the woman and I talked for a long, but I can't recall what we talked about. When I opened my eyes, my head was tipped on the floor. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I tried to raise my head to see where I was, but my head was at an angle that made it impossible for me to do so. When I turned to my right, there stood a stranger I'd never seen before. He stated, hello, you can't possibly be at ease with that. I'll raise your head for you. You gave us quite a scare, young lady, he remarked. The man was the doctor who had restarted my heart. I recall not wanting to speak. I was depressed and empty. I was perplexed. I closed my eyes because I wanted to return to the sensation I had just experienced. I desired the whiteness and everything else present, but it didn't function when I closed my eyes. I didn't comprehend anything until I was watching TV one night and someone who had experienced a near-death experience came on. As time passed, I realized that this was also what occurred to me. This is not something that comes up in everyday discussion, so I had no idea about it until the TV show came along to open my eyes. The more I saw things like these on TV, the more I accepted what happened in 1992. When I've tried to tell people about it, They've expressed questions about if what I'm saying happened to me or whether I'm just making it up. I know I've changed my mind and views about a lot of things since that day. I had the opportunity to speak with two different persons before they died, and I shared my experience with them in the hopes of reducing their fear of death. I did form a close friendship with a young man who died a few months ago. We were able to discuss death since he was dying of cystic fibrosis. I'm not sure why I'm alive today. My life is not going well. I live my life as I always have, except that time has exacerbated my diseases, and I can now add heart disease to the list. I still require assistance from time to time. For the past few months, I've needed assistance getting in and out of the bathtub. However, my hands are acting up again, thus my functions are currently limited. If I eat anything, I need to have a bathroom nearby within an hour because I lose any food I put inside. I now rely on disability and mass health. My handicap and mass health do not cover the things I require for myself, therefore my flat is not as well stocked as it should be. I will never give up my dog or cat to eat healthier because they are the only people I get to love and be loved by on a daily basis. When I'm sick, my animals don't run away from me. They are here to adore me regardless of my circumstances. So because of my financial situation, I can't even purchase an ice cream cone from Dairy Queen on a hot day. There have been a few instances when my life has been so empty, with a lack of love and people in my life, that I have cried out to the skies, demanding to be shown what I am still doing here. Why did I have to return? I'm in a lot of pain, whether it's physical agony or loneliness, and sometimes both at the same time. I'm at a loss on what to do with myself. Prior to my encounter, I visited my mother in the hospital as she battled cancer. I heard her take a deep breath in the morning she died, and then I saw her eyes open wide. She stared around the room in awe. 
I raced to the doctor's office, and as the doctor listened to her heart beat its final beats, I wondered what my mother had seen to cause her to have such an amazing expression on her face. She hadn't even opened her eyes in a few weeks prior to that day, so when I had my experience the next year in 1992, I discovered what she had seen before she died on December 1, 1991. My baby is the reason I haven't crumbled. She is a walking calm of heaven for me. Some days I consider suicide. In fact, I really hope I could, but I can't even think of committing suicide anymore. If a fly or an ant comes into my house, I can't even kill them. Things that fly into my house are expelled. The other bugs I haven't had a problem with yet, so they're also removed. I'm concerned that suicide will not return me to where I was in 1992, and I'd like to do all in my ability to do so when the time comes. So no matter how difficult or difficult life becomes, I will sit here and wait, because death is not the end of a person's life. Death is a different existence than this one, and it is also a whole world better. I'll wait till it's my turn to depart. I'd want to thank everyone for providing me a sense of belonging and connection to others once more. Thank you.